0: Welcome to Ghostly.
1: Is Graceland Cemetery haunted?
0: All right, so this is not going to be your traditional podcast thing. This is interactive, okay? Are you guys ready to be interactive with us? Woo! All right, so we have thousands of people here. Just anybody that's listening at home knows. Uh, we have at least a 1,000. <laughs> I would say maybe 3,000. I'm, I'm thinking, I don't know, at roughly. Um, okay, before we begin, I need to know who are the believers here? Yeah, in a podcast, it has to be claps because they don't like well, see the thousands. There you, there you go. There you go. All right. Now, where are my skeptics at? All right. Yes. Now that skeptics been instructed
1: represent on what to do for their noise. <laughs> I got it.
0: So the reason why we ask is because Ghostly is a podcast that comes out every other week, and in each episode, we take a ghost story or paranormal event and look into its complete history. Rebecca then gives us evidence proving that the story is real, and my job is to debate those pieces of evidence and get you, the listener, prepared to vote on if it's real or not. Most likely, it's not. I'm just going to say that. So. Boo. <laughs> so um, I'm Pat, and this is Rebecca, hey. and um, this is our third Fringe. We are, we are super excited to do this. And we always feel like this is home to us. This is like home base. Um, We just, this was, I think, our first real live show was here.
1: I believe so. And not just at Elgin Fringe, but at the Blue Box Cafe. Yeah. We love it here. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, shout out. They have the best oat milk ever, I swear. (laughs) Everything
1: is good here. Everything Everything, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so
0: today we're going to be talking about Graceland Cemetery. Have you guys heard of Graceland Cemetery?
1: All right, we got some All yeses right. and some noes.
0: Sorry if you guys are Elvis fans. We're not talking about that Graceland, though. Yeah, I know the Elvis thing on HBO is really good, but we're not going there yet. <laughs> um, this is Graceland Cemetery in Chicago. Uh, it's about, I would say, 40 minutes away from here. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, and it's just on the street from... Wrigley Field.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Little known place. Little Wrigley known place. Field, no one's ever yeah. been there. Uh, <laughs>
1: wouldn't know where it was. Uh, yeah, no, it's definitely one of uh, one of the most haunted cemeteries uh, in Chicago, if not the world. Very not exciting. Not the world. Wow. I mean, it's on the lists. That's all I'm saying.
0: Okay. Um, <laughs> but... When we're talking about this, you have to realize that Graceland Cemetery has so many like celebrities of their day buried there.
1: True. And of actually of today too. I actually just watched a video today uh, that was showing Ernie Banks yeah. is uh, buried yeah. there. Speaking
0: of Wrigley Field, we have Ernie uh, Banks yeah, there. And they, yeah.
1: and they actually have uh, Ivy there. I teared up a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it, was, it was really yeah, great.
0: Please don't tear up during this though. <laughs> that, that would just be embarrassing, I feel. Uh, all right, Rebecca- do you have a ghost story for us?
1: Uh, of course I do. All right. So.
0: It's time for a Sorry, I have to do it. We are contractually obligated to play the music. So,
1: <laughs> No, we love our music. Thank you. I didn't know that was going to happen, but I appreciate it. <laughs> I just started a new job. My friends say I'm crazy for taking it, but it pays well and it's pretty easy. I'm a night watchman at Graceland Cemetery in Chicago. I get it, I do, it's a cemetery, I'm there at night. But you know, this place is beautiful, even at night. It's huge with a lake, winding roads, amazing trees, and the monuments. There's a reason they call this the Architect's Cemetery. Now, one weird thing, Uh, two different watchmen who trained me laughed and gave me a warning when we walked by one of the most famous monuments, a statue of a little girl in a glass case. They said, better watch out with that one, she's slippery. When I asked them for more details, they just laughed a little more and told me they were sure I'd find out if I stayed long enough. Well. I think I've learned what they were warning me about. Last night was a crazy shift. A storm came through, big one, hard rain, thunder, lightning. For the most part, we were supposed to just stay covered inside during these storms, but it caught me off guard and I was still walking my regular path. I was pretty sure I knew a quicker path back to the office, so I started cutting through the graves kind of not what we're supposed to do. Uh, Unfortunately, I got turned around. It was dark and the rain was so thick I could barely see. I just couldn't get my bearings. All of the sudden, I saw through a flash of, thought I saw a flash of something running by to my right. I turned my head but saw nothing. Animal, I told myself and kept moving forward. Then I saw something off to the left coming the other way And this time, when I turned my head, I swear I saw the flash of a little girl in a dress darting behind a large statue. Despite the rain, I knew I had to check this out. (laughs) But when I looked, she was gone. I started wandering around, calling out, trying to find her. Nothing. I must have looked for 10 minutes straight, and I was soaked. At this point, I realized I needed help. If there really was a child lost in here during this storm, I could hear the thunder and see the lightning getting closer. We needed to find her. So I got back on a path, and I soon found some monuments I was familiar with. I was near that statue of the little girl that uh, they had told me about. Um, I thought, well, maybe she'll be attracted to that one, and I wanted to see it. So I decided to check it just real quick. As I shined my flashlight on the glass, I couldn't believe my eyes. There was no statue inside. Nothing. I thought for a second maybe it was just the light reflecting weird, but as I got closer, there was nothing. I stood there in disbelief. How was it gone? The glass was intact. No one could have stolen it without some evidence. All of a sudden, I heard the sound of a little girl giggling. I looked all around, but I saw nothing. I decided to finally make my way back to the office, soaked, scared, and worried about what in the world was happening. I decided to call the lead watchman, one, <laughs> one of the ones who had made the weird comments about that very statue, first, before calling the police. And I'm glad I did. When I told him all that had happened, he just laughed. He said, see, we told you she was slippery. Inez likes to get out and run around. She's scared of the lightning. So she plays hide-and-go-seek instead.
0: Wow. Um, okay, so Rebecca tells these ghost stories at the beginning, but she writes a lot of it. So I don't know what's made up and what's not made up in this Nothing particular story. Nothing is made up.
1: It's all totally real. No, what? It-
0: <laughs> you're, a, you're a night watchman?
1: It's a fictionalized version of a story that has been told before.
0: Okay, so it's all fiction no, you're no, no, no. This oh, okay. is we're going
1: to will debate later. Uh, OK. OK. This is a claim.
0: All right. So the next part of the podcast, we usually do uh, the history of the actual location and we call it the Pat Facts. Member contractually obligated. To play this. Facts. All right. I don't think we're contractually obligated for you to dance, though, during it. Uh, uh, but what
1: if I want to? Okay, it's that's a, a bonus. Tune. That's a it's bonus a one. Tune.
0: The pet facts are sponsored by Tarot by Ta.
1: Ta is a professional tarot card reader with over twenty years of experience.
0: He reads at numerous public events, private parties, and personal appointments throughout the Greater Chicagoland area.
1: He also does his readings worldwide using online services like Zoom.
0: And the best part of it, Rebecca, is that he is hashtag team skeptic. (laughs) So to find out more about Ta, visit and like his Facebook page at Facebook.com, Tarot by Ta. Jason's a great guy. We we love working with him. And um, we're glad to have him as a sponsor. Absolutely. All right. So talking about Graceland Cemetery, let's start by talking about Chicago itself. Because you kind of need to know a little bit before you know the history of Aunt Graceland. So Chicago was a fairly big city before the Great Chicago Fire. But after the Great Chicago Fire, things kind of blew up. And I don't mean that like fire blow up. I mean that more like, <laughs> uh, like the population just increased just dramatically. And it increased because um, they did a complete redesign of the layout of the city so one of the things that they had to change is directly because of the population spike. That's the drinking water aspect of this. See, there was already a, a city cemetery that was there. Uh, it was located in Lincoln Park and beyond that little area where Lincoln Park is. Um, but that's really kind of close to the lake if you guys think about it, if you guys are from the Chicagoland area. Um, The lake is where Chicago gets its drinking water from, and when you have a cemetery right on the lake, things tend to happen. So with the increase in population, there was also an increase in deaths, uh, heavily polluting the drinking water and causing even more deaths on top of that then, um, because people were getting sick.
1: So you're saying when they decided to put the cemetery next to the lake, it wasn't a good idea.
0: Yeah, probably not. <laughs> the lake where <laughs> they got the not. drinking water. So, but they decided to move the cemetery then. Uh, I don't know if you guys can imagine moving a complete cemetery, um, but you would be imagining it nowadays. So um, there was 2,000 bodies, and uh, they wanted to move those to the new cemeteries, uh, Rose Hill and Graceland, although they only provided a couple of people and a horse and carriage to move all those bodies.
1: Right, they, and they, by the way, they were moving them to the outskirts of town. Yeah, you know, which is still part out, of the city to us. Way out to that <laughs> little little t- little town called Lakeview. You know, that's out. That was out there.
0: <laughs> so, can anybody guess what happens when you want to move two thousand bodies and you only have two people doing it and a horse and carriage? Yeah, yeah, yeah they do. They do. Unfortunately, if you've, if you've seen um,
1: Poltergeist, you probably can imagine.
0: Yeah, there was skeletons in there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they didn't exactly move all the bodies, and some of the bodies are still discovered today. Um, and actually, if you're in Lincoln Park, there is the couch, couch mausoleum. Tomb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which actually you would not imagine this is a mausoleum that's still there. It still stands.
1: They just didn't move it.
0: Yeah, they're they just, just like, no, we're just yeah, gonna no, keep it here. That's, that's yeah. Right. <laughs> now Tom Thomas Barber Brian was a lawyer that made a name for himself in Chicago. He was very active in city politics and was actually nominated for the mayor twice. Brian was instrumental in Chicago being awarded the World's Columbian Exposition in 1893, and he also helped organize and run it. I'm a big World's Fair buff. I mean, I I love anything about the World's Fair.
1: Yeah, I had to include a picture because, I mean, it's just fun. To show the White City. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. So Brian was um, known as the father of Elmhurst as well, because he founded a lot of this stuff in Elmhurst. But one of his biggest accomplishments was creating Graceland Cemetery in 1860.
1: I mean, I'm not saying that that's a bad... Sorry, I just had to break in for a second. I mean, I'm not saying that it's a bad thing to be remembered for, but it is interesting to think like one of the things that he's most remembered for was creating the cemetery.
0: Yeah, well... Some, I mean, it's nice. It needs a to A little happen. event happened in the 1860s that would actually right. add to a lot of the things. It's called like the Civil War. Right, I don't know, something more, like that. Yeah, More
1: people. All right, I got gotcha.
0: you. Yeah, so um, <laughs> Graceland sits on the corner of Clark and Irving Park Road, which we would all probably know as the north side. Uh, back then, it was like a suburb almost. His son became the first person buried at Graceland and was actually buried at the Old City Cemetery in Lincoln Park and was supposedly moved to Graceland. We hope. Uh, you know, him probably because his father, like, owned the land. I mean, so. again,
1: I would hope. I yeah. You know. <laughs>
0: Graceland was originally 80 acres and was designed by Swain Nelson. In 1879, the cemetery acquired 35 more acres, and today it's officially 121 acres. That's huge when you think about city property, too. Uh, Graceland includes a naturalistic reflecting lake surrounded by winding paths, and its pastoral plantings had led it to become a certified arboretum of more than 2,000 trees. The cemetery's wide variety of burial monuments include a number designed by famous architects that you'll probably recognize the name if you know about those kind of things. Uh, Several of whom are also buried in the cemetery. So some notable burials at Graceland include Louis Sullivan, George Pullman, one of the most hated men in Chicago history, um, Alan Pinkerton. Pinkerton was Pinkerton security firm and, um, They actually, one of their first clients was Abraham Lincoln. So they kind of dropped the ball on that a little bit, I think, you know. Um, Jack Johnson, who was the first African-American world heavyweight boxing champion. Um, Marshall Field, another kind of hated Chicagoan, actually. (laughs) Um, Edith Rockefeller-McCormick. William Holbert, the founder of Major League Baseball's National League. Potter Palmer. Carter Harrison Jr. and Sr., who were father and son mayors of Chicago. And one of my favorites, Daniel Burnham, he is an island with the remains of him and many of his family members. So in that cemetery, there's a little island, and it's Burnham's Island. I think I found my phone. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, you found it? Okay. Yeah. And um, <laughs> as Rebecca had mentioned more recently, Ernie Banks, Let's Play 2, um, so, there's a lot of very important people buried there. It's a really cool place to go visit. Um, I know cemeteries are kind of creepy, but this one, like a lot of the monuments, are designed for that particular person. So, two important and often photographed sculptures by Laredo Taft are also found at Graceland. We have the Eternal Silence or the Statue of Death. Um, some people oh, believe. Don't
1: worry, we'll return to that one.
0: Yeah, some people believe that they actually um, like the Ouija board. When you buy the Ouija board nowadays, that it has this symbol on it, like in the packaging, and it looks like the eternal death. So it's they like believe. It's
1: like the green ghost, or I think it is, or there's a ghost. Yeah, I think figure. it's blue in that, yeah, though. Blue
0: ghost. And we also have the Crusader, too, which is really cool. Uh, another famous one is for Henry Harrison Getty. Getty was a lumber baron, and his wife, Carrie Eliza, are buried in one of the most admired tombs at Graceland Cemetery because it was designed by the famous architect Louis Sullivan. So uh, Rebecca's going to read a quote from mausoleum.com.
1: According to the Commission on Chicago Historical and Architectural Landmarks, this delicately ornamented little cube designed in 1890 by Louis Sullivan marks the beginning of modern architecture in America. Upon closer inspection, it can be seen that Sullivan did indeed invent a new based not on classical architecture, but on his own ideas.
0: Yeah. Do you want to read the next oh, thing yeah, too? Sorry. Since you added this uh, to the script, I, okay, yes, I'm just I'm saying. Sorry, I love <laughs> architecture,
1: and I was like, <laughs> I need to include this. So, all right. So Sullivan's limestone cube combines strong geometric mass with exquisitely sculpted ornament. Uh, although uh, although a century of wear has affected some of the finer etchings, the basics of the design remain. Sullivan kept the bottom half of the mausoleum smooth, which serves as a foil for the maze of octagons stars, uh, stars heralding the ubiquitous starburst designs, which would appear in the 1950s are set to each of the octagons. The bands around the door and the windows alternate between smooth and ornamented. Although critics will always debate which architect and which building signaled the beginning of modern architecture, no one disputes that Sullivan was charting new ground and architectural design uh so uh really kind of the beginning of chicago school of architecture and it's a tomb like yeah (laughs) that blew my mind when i read that i (laughs)
0: yeah and uh here's an interesting thing about louis sullivan too is um louis sullivan was known uh we would probably best know him as the designer of the museum of science and industry nowadays um and he designed a lot of different things. He was one of the top architects in Chicago. And when he died, he had no money. So he didn't even have a headstone. So all of the Louis Sullivan fans decided to chip in. It was the first Kickstarter, I believe. <laughs> chip in and buy him a whole mausoleum type structure there. So
1: Yeah, he didn't get to design his own.
0: No, but, but he designed somebody else's though. <laughs> right. That's that's really weird. <laughs> uh, so we're going to debate the most popular ghost stories in a minute. But any way you look at it, Graceland is a beautiful cemetery that holds the remains of many of the people that made Chicago the city that it is today. You have anything to add to the history, Pat? Facts?
1: Pat facts? Uh, well, uh, other you know, the Getty Getty Tomb is my is my big one, but it's just it is a beautiful place. Uh, and it's, uh, I think it's a historical landmark, um, as well. So, uh, it's definitely a, a place to visit. Um, I think right now it's, might, I don't know if it's open yet they've kind of been going back and forth on that, but, um, but it is a beautiful place to visit and just uh, a lot of people find it peaceful. Um, but so, it, it
0: doesn't look like a mausoleum at you know, all to me looking at the pictures up there. It's so.
1: beautiful. Yeah.
0: All right. It's time to get to the debate.
1: Whoa, I don't think I noticed the ending of that
0: song
1: before. All right.
2: Hello, boils and ghouls. It's that time of year again. Are you looking for something paranormal and possibly supernatural this Halloween season? Well, look no further. Join Graveside Paranormal investigative tours this season. Graveside Paranormal will take you on a a four-and-a-half-hour ghost tour the southwest suburbs of Chicago, starting October 8th. During these tours, you will receive equipment at certain sites to do small investigations. You will be able to use our legendary Anahata Spirit Portal Box. You will receive an EMF, and all of the investigations we will record, and you will see on our YouTube series the next following week. Go to the legendary Chet Smiley Lounge to hear the ghostly story of Resurrection Mary, or come to the farm in Payless Hills to hear the ghastly story of the Butcher of Payless. And new this year and only on select dates. October 22nd, 28th, and 29th, for the first time ever, the gates of St. James Cemetery, otherwise known as Monk's Castle, is allowing us to push the gates open and tell you the spine-chilling stories on the grounds at night grab your holy water and call your mama and go to tours.gravesideparanormal.com that is tours.gravesideparanormal.com Boom!
1: Um, so yeah, so remember the question is, is Graceland Cemetery haunted? No. Right. And okay, we're not, we haven't (laughs) finished yet. Okay. Uh, okay. So we are going to debate some of these pieces of evidence and then you guys get to vote, right? That is the, that is the point, right? So we, we don't decide, Patrick, if it's haunted. Yeah. We're like the lawyers in the case. If it's haunted. So let's take a look at some of the evidence here. So I'm actually going to start with, something that Pat mentioned. Remember, I said we would come back to this sculpture. Uh, so this is called the Eternal Silence. Um, <laughs> it's also referred to as the Dexter Graves Monument or the Statue of Death. Uh, it was created by Laredo Taft, one of the most famous sculpture, uh, sculptors in the Chicagoland area. Did anybody go to Laredo Taft? There's like a hole in the Blackhawk statue. Have you ever seen like out west? There's like a camp. I swear yeah, I went Oregon? there as a child. I went there. It exists, right? Like, okay, yeah. I have this Oregon, memory. Illinois. Have the Oregon, Illinois. There you go. It's beautiful. His work is very distinctive. Um, so you can tell uh, that, that, that it's him. <laughs> um, so... Uh, Dexter Graves uh, lived from 1789 to 1844 and was one of the first settlers um, in the uh, area and has an, an inscription on the back, the reeds, um, brought the first colony to Chicago consisting of 13 families arriving here July 15th, 1831 um, from Ohio on the uh, Schooner Telegraph. As Graves died 75 years before the statue was created and 16 years before the cemetery opened, his body was relocated from its original resting place at the old city cemetery. Again, we hope, (laughs) right? He seems like he's got money. Maybe it happened. I don't know. Uh, The bronze statue is of a robed and hooded figure holding an arm in front um, of his face, right, or at the bottom of his face. Um, and here's the spooky part. So people claim that when you look at the face, you see a split-second view of your own death.
0: Okay. Um,
1: <laughs> I'm just...
0: Are you guys seeing how you're going to die? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, um, we're not
1: there in person, mm-hmm. so I don't know if it works through the photograph. I don't know. I just thought I would show that. Um There's also claims that electronics fail around it and it can be difficult to uh, take
0: pictures. Okay. Um, So when you go there, there's actually like a little spot, like a little spot in the grass that people have stood on. So you can tell exactly where you're supposed to go to look up at your death. And I've done this. And I did not see my death, unfortunately, um, but also some More of the things
1: I, I don't know. Um, I mean, I guess you went there. Uh, <laughs> I'd want to <wanna> see
0: <laughs> how I'm going to go to prepare for it, you know, um, but I just wanted to bring up something. So it is green, right? It, you could tell yes. it's green in there and the face doesn't look as green, it's dark. but you have to remember it didn't start off really that green. It was bronze. And so over the years, it just became green and When you look into the face, it looks dark like that because it has a hood on top of it. And the hood goes out a little bit past the actual face. So it's the same color that it should be. It didn't get as much sun. It didn't get rain. It didn't get all the elements that we have in Chicagoland area. So, I I mean, to me, that part of it really speaks out because um, everybody says it's like this black face in there.
1: I, yeah. I mean, I don't know. They say it's dark in there and then you, you look in and you're supposed to to see. So, I, I, you know.
0: Yeah. So um, there's a
1: worn out spot. People go.
0: Yeah. I'm going to say that I think this is their imagination because it looks like death. Right. I mean, you're you're expecting to see something like that. And it's creepy the way that the hood is and the Bella Lugosi look that it has around its face <laughs> with the covering. It's just kind of creepy like that. But I think it's all your imagination.
1: Well, what's your rating then?
0: Uh, I'm going to go zero on this one. Uh, We do a uh, zero through 10, (laughs) and I usually give zeros, just so you know. (laughs) Not always,
1: but a lot of times. That is true. Uh, I'm going to give this one a six.
0: All right. By round of applause, who thinks you can see death when you look into his eyes?
1: Yeah. Yeah, one, right? person. Exactly. one person one person can there's a you reason this story is out there all and right. I don't think they're all just like whatever so i'm
0: gonna I'm gonna say you probably lost on that I regard. don't
1: think that I'm never gonna conceive <laughs> all right <laughs> our next piece of evidence is one of the most famous burial sites um, and that is that little girl Inez Clark that I talked about in my story right um 1873 to 1880. Oh. Man, she was very young, six years old, um, and the the grave is this very lifelike statue. Um, it's beautiful, you know. Um, you, you know, very very lifelike, life size. Um, and she's sitting on a a like a chair, a throne of um, you know, kind of like it's of a, lies. Uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> <laughs> um it's a beautiful like w- like wood, right? You can see it's kind of like a like a garden um holding an umbrella. She's got her legs crossed and her face has a very, you know, pleasant expression on it. Um playful smile. Um and it's just beautiful and it is encased in glass. Um I've seen pictures of it without the glass, so I think, you know, maybe they were got started to get worried or Maybe because she keeps escaping. I don't know, but they they added that on there. So the story is that she um uh that she was on a picnic with her parents when a terrible storm came uh came on suddenly, lightning struck the girl and she died. Uh, the parents were so distraught that they had the statue made in her memory. Um, I think the story comes from these stories that have been told over the years, um, including by the Watchmen, um, that when a storm comes over the cemetery and there's lightning, the statue disappears until the storm blows over, and then the statue comes back. Uh, some people also claim to see this little girl running through the cemetery. Some say if you stand close to the grave quietly, you'll hear a little girl crying Um, And there's also stories of children telling their parents, hey, I was just playing with a little girl over there. But when they go back to look, there is no little girl.
0: All right. Um, So this one is really interesting. And I didn't know this when I first saw it. I thought it's a very beautiful monument, though, uh, for a little girl that might not have ever existed. Um, So let me explain myself here. Um, So based on extensive research, it is now all but certain that the girl is actually Inez Briggs, not the name that's on the actual tombstone. And she's the daughter of Mary C. Clark from a previous marriage. Um, but the thing is, she might have been like a love child or something. Maybe that's one of the theories of, of what it is. There's several theories. No one named Inez Clark died in Illinois prior to 1916. So that it couldn't be right then. Um However, an Ines Briggs died in Chicago of diphtheria on August 1st, 1880, the same day listed on the monument of Ines Clark. And the Amos Briggs noted on the record card, so Ines might sound like Amos when you say it, especially if you're from the south side like I am. Uh, Ines, Amos, pretty close. Mm. Um, But there are no records of anyone named Ines Briggs buried here, uh, hence, she is not buried anywhere in the cemetery, and moreover, no Amos Briggs is listed in the Illinois death records before 1916, which adds credence to the theory that the name is an error in transcribing the record, or there is a final theory, though, Ooh. one that I like to believe more. And you have to like understand, this is a new cemetery that opened up and... People were getting buried there like a lot. There was a lot of burials here. so They're
1: moving those 2,000 bodies, wink.
0: Maybe, maybe. Um, But the thing is, is that the theory says that actually it was a monument maker that was advertising his own business. So it might not have actually been anyone there just saying, hey, this is what I can do for your family and your loved ones. And they
1: just made up a name and dates.
0: Yeah because there is no Inez Briggs there so But
1: there is or, an Inez or there no there is like a record that someone died at least Oh I in mean Chicago. excuse me Inez
0: Clark I think is the name that's on the there. Is the name that's on there. Right? Yeah.
1: I mean I'm sorry that would be a really expensive thing to do just to be like and you should hire me to hi- to build your Okay <laughs> but think of this
0: then. So you have this beautiful monument but then they messed up the name.
1: Well, again, I'm guessing maybe Mary married Mr. Clark. I don't know, I don't know his name, but, uh, and he maybe adopted the girl. like maybe it wasn't like legally, you know, whatever, as far as like the death certificate goes, but like he was like, she's like my daughter.
0: Maybe I, he was a cool
1: guy, you know. I think it's all the- made
0: up, actually. So what do you guys think? <laughs>
1: well, wait, you didn't respond to any of the ghosty stuff. Oh, do the you-
0: ghostly stuff? Yeah. Well, I don't think that she's real. I think this monument <laughs> is made up and it's an advertisement. So So therefore of course, no
1: ghost is running around?
0: No. Well, ghost of who? Of what? What are you I mean, if if there's no girl, then how would there be a little girl running around?
1: But there? if there is a little girl, you're saying, Ergo, there is a ghost.
0: <laughs> I'm not willing to go that far. And I'm going to go zero on this one as well.
1: Uh, I'm going eight on this one. Eight? Yeah. Rebecca, lots of geez. stories of this girl running around, whispering, people that work there.
0: All right. Do you guys think that this girl runs around Graceland Cemetery by round of applause?
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
0: All right. There was maybe two out of a thousand uh, that, that believed was every- that. That I'd was say. literally
1: almost everybody. Yeah. All right. Our next piece of evidence, um, so we talked earlier about um, the Columbian Exposition, right, in 1893, right? Yeah, 1893, guess, 1893 yep. 1893, got it. Um, all right, so uh, the, of course, um, famous person from that was Daniel Burnham, right? So we, we did have our, our earlier um, guy that was uh, involved in that, but Daniel was That's definitely- the island. Yeah, we're going to get to that.
0: Okay, I'm just saying. I'm just looking at your picture. I'm excited about that.
1: (laughs) Um, So Daniel Burnham, famous architect in Chicago, built many buildings and certainly helped design the White City and bring the Columbian Exposition to Chicago. Um, So definitely a very um, popular man and... uh, you know, I mean, obviously, Devil in the White City, we all really cared a lot about H.H. H. Holmes in that, but <laughs> Daniel Burnham is another large character if, in that story, if you've read it. Um, so, obviously, very famous man, and yeah, he has his own island. Um, we saw it in the map earlier um, at the kind of the, the north part of the cemetery, I believe, and it's it's not huge, right, but you do actually have to take a bridge to get to his tomb, um, I wish and, it
0: was like a ferry. You had but, to take a ferry across <laughs> to get to the island, <laughs> or
1: like a like a like a punting, you know, like yeah. You're, yeah. Um, but I thought it was interesting though, because you know, unlike all of these other architects, right? Or you know, like people have these very fancy um, mausoleums or gravestones. His is a very natural looking rock with a plaque on it. It's it's a beautiful rock. Let's just say that Oh, absolutely. But it wouldn't necessarily strike you as a gravestone. No. It's not a traditional one. Um, And you would you would think, you know, an architect maybe you know would design it, or you'd have an architect friend that would do it for I don't know. Anyways, this was his choice. I believe maybe he
0: designed it to look like a rock.
1: Maybe. Um so um so there's a couple ghost stories associated with uh, Daniel Burnham. First is the actual bridge that you take to get to it. Uh, people do claim to see hands and hear voices. Um, and then people also claim to see the ghost of Daniel Burnham here um, standing with his hands in his pockets.
0: Okay. So my question for you are, where are the pictures of this ghost?
1: Uh, no pictures of this ghost. Oh,
0: no, no pictures. Oh, well, my then there's
1: gosh. No pictures of the Probably, probably video. No I'm, I'm
0: assuming that the there's, video. there's video.
1: There's no video.
0: Is there any audio recordings of the ghost talking?
1: Listen. These things happen at night. People can't go in the cemetery at night, so the people that see it are people that like live across the street, and they're just and looking out. And they don't out. have cameras. Well they by the time they get their camera. How many of you guys
0: have a camera I, I, on you right now? No
1: one well, I mean their yeah. phone, right?
0: <laughs> There's yeah. like three people that don't. I'm worried. But actually if you're, like at I home
1: don't you know. might not like have it right there to be like, oh and by the time you pulled out your phone and opened it up, unlocked it, got to the camera, like it's gone.
0: Okay. Also, how many people have claimed to see this?
1: I don't know. Just okay, people. So. People. people have claimed okay.
0: Any like any newspaper like article about it or anything that you found?
1: Newspapers don't like to write about ghosts.
0: Okay, all right, all right. So I'm gonna say that there is absolutely no evidence of this um, particular thing. So we're gonna debate a an idea that this might be there, <laughs> and I just there's nothing to support it at all. So I'm gonna have to go zero again on this one, Rebecca. Gee, surprise, yeah, zero. Uh, I'm so,
1: gonna I'm gonna go with another six. Six, okay.
0: Well, you went down from eight on the last one. This one is not
1: a strong acclaim.
0: All right, what do you guys think? Do you guys think that Daniel Burnham is a ghost in Graceland Cemetery? I mean,
1: he has his own island. Exactly.
0: I was going to say, I thought nobody was going to clap. I was so so excited. excited. I was really excited about that.
1: (laughs) All right, let's move on. Our next one is The Tomb of Ludwig Wolf. Ludwig Wolff, that's what I'm going to say uh, eighteen thirty six to nineteen eleven. Um, so Ludwig Wolf was afraid at, okay, I don't know I, I, you know what I meant to look up what he did. I don't I, for a living or whatever i I, I didn't uh, but obviously had some money. Maybe he um,
0: made monuments for the actual <laughs> thing.
1: Well, it's actually really cool. It's like um it's like, okay, think of okay, all right, all right. It's like a hobbit hole. I mean, I'm just going to say, right? It's like, it's the hill, right? And then there's a But it's not the green door. It's a, like a mausoleum door. But it's weird because, it, you know, it's kind of like going into the ground very different than what you normally see. Um, But here's the thing. I guess he was really freaked out that he was going to get buried alive, like super extra freaked out. Um, I mean, 1911 is when he died. It's not like he was back in the day when that was really, I think, a little bit more of an actual concern, you know, the bells, you know, all that stuff. Uh, But he actually had a, uh, he designed this or had them design it with a vent so he could get air um i'm not sure though that that would solve the problem i was thinking
0: about but i mean that. but here's the thing it is like a mausoleum just in pointed in the ground
1: right it is. so how is he
0: going to get buried alive well in this that? is what
1: i'm saying well but again like this man he, was crazy could he get i'm out? just gonna
0: say wolf like, was crazy
1: and to me Ludwig. to me you would just like okay great i have air but i don't have food i don't have water is anyone going to hear me under the ground. I don't know. Maybe it just, I, I just feel like he didn't think of all the contingencies. Yeah. Uh, and anyways, uh, but it's been said um that um, the residents of apartment buildings on Montrose Avenue, look at it directly across from the tomb, have seen the ghosts of Wolf's wolfhound pacing in front of the
0: entrance. Okay. So Wolf had a wolf hound. <laughs> okay. Um, so, okay, again, let's go back to the pictures. You have any pictures? No. <laughs> you have any video? No. Have anything else? Well, so- you know
1: what, though? Actually, I take that back. There are some pictures of wolf-like things in the cemetery, just not necessarily in front of
0: this. Yeah, they're probably coyotes. To.
1: I mean, I'm, I'm going to be honest. That's probably true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Rebecca, you're not supposed to give in that easily. Right? I know. Normally, I don't,
1: but I do. I do have to say, you know, uh, I was watching a, a you you know YouTube video, you know, kind of going around the cemetery, and like seriously, even in the middle of the day, there was like a coyote that just like walked across this path. Um, so it yeah. is it it is a uh, refuge for wildlife in the city. So. Uh, absolutely it is i mean you know i mean i have to
0: go zero on this one again i don't know surprise
1: i'm giving it a three just i mean i give it a little bit you never know but eh, i i don't i couldn't find much evidence for it
0: do you guys think that ludwig's wolf (laughs) wolf wolfhound um is walking around graceland cemetery
1: oh we still got some claps all right yes Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. We got one more piece of evidence for you <laughs> for this one. Um, and this is the Greek temple at the Palmer mausoleum. So anybody ever stayed at the Palmer house or walked by that in the city, right? That hotel. Yeah. So that's who we're talking about. Um, and so uh, this is um, uh, uh Bertha Palmer, 1849 through 1918, and of course, I don't know why, Potter Palmer. I was confused. I was like, why does it say Potter? Sorry, Potter Palmer, um, 1826 to 1902. Um, So according to the Graceland Cemetery website, Potter Palmer pioneered customer satisfaction in his dry goods store. With money back guarantees, merchandise on approval, and attractive store displays.
0: Are you doing a commercial for I them right now? I don't know. Right this now? is the website. I
1: don't. <laughs> this is what they say. He sold his successful business to Marshall Field and Levi Leader, and later became successful in real estate. Uh, the temple was designed by McKim, Mead, and White of New York, as well as Bertha's parents' French Gothic tomb across the road. I mean, seriously, you really need to have money to hire an architectural firm. <laughs> to design your mausoleum monument grave place. Like that's, that's He must've sold that or must've sold his business for a pretty penny. Is what I'm saying. All right. Um, But it looks very um, Gothic, you know, or or, sorry, classic Greek is what I meant to say. I mean, there's a little bit of, um, we got the Corinthian, you know, kind of curly columns, columns there. Right. And then just, you know, there's no hiding it. Boom. There, you know, two, you know, graves right there to, to boxes. I don't know what you, you know, they're there. Uh, So basically uh, what people say is that visitors report uh, feeling dread when they go and they stand in there, that it's uh, like spooky quiet and colder than the rest of the cemetery. And if that's not enough, they filmed a scene from the Omen too. At this oh mausoleum.
0: <laughs> so the Omen 2? Wow. <laughs>
1: obviously, a spooky concept place.
0: Okay, okay. Can you go back to the other picture, though?
1: I can. I can.
0: All right. So, I don't know if you've ever been in a cemetery, Rebecca. I'm starting to doubt this. <laughs> I because have. Because cemeteries are quiet that's the whole point of it rest yeah, in this peace
1: is eerily quiet
0: eerily quiet how, how much more quiet can it be a than city. a cemetery than you're, a, at, your c- you're in
1: the middle of a city so it's, it can't be the quietest of cemeteries
0: uh, i've been in there before it's all quiet because it's a cemetery that's just what happens occasionally you might hear like a hunk of a horn but if this is in the middle which i think it's close to the middle you're not going to hear that it's 121 acres this place is huge It's bigger than Great America, I think. I haven't actually done the numbers, but I'm just assuming. Let's just say. Um, And um, it it gives you fear um, (laughs) with dread. You're in a cemetery, Rebecca. Have you not ever been to a cemetery?
1: Yeah, but think about it, though. If someone makes a point of being like, listen, I've been around the cemetery and it was really great, but when I went to this one spot, it was like creepy cold and I felt super freaked out. Those are the they same made a people, point of saying it.
0: Those are the same people that love cemeteries but hate that there's dead people there. That's <laughs> that's love what it is. That there's it's dead people like there. I, you know, I okay, and it colder than the rest of the cemetery. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Look at it. You could walk inside <laughs> there. It's shady inside there.
1: But it's open. It's not like it's enclosed.
0: Yeah. Hence, you walking into it. You right. could walk into you it, walk it into and into you're it like, and man, it, it's nice and it's cool in here. Really cold. It's not eerily cold, it's shady cold. It's from the shade, Rebecca. <laughs> With the occasional uh, <laughs> honk of a horn. Or, or,
1: what did you say earlier? Yes, the honk of a,
0: a car of a horn. 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 Yeah. It's
1: just a weird phrase. I, I got it. All right, Car
0: horns, you know, they honk, right? Yes. What, what would you call it?
1: Car horn?
0: Yeah, that's what I <laughs> called it. <laughs> All right, What's Rebecca, your rating? you need to go to a cemetery at some point, though. I'm just <laughs> I saying. I have
1: been. What's your rating for that? Zero. Ones? I mean, come on. Of course. I'm going to give it a seven.
0: You're a seven?
1: Yeah, it's not quite, Inez, but, you know, it's a little bit more than some of these others. So people, it's okay, creepy. Pe-
0: people, <laughs> people feel <laughs> dread when they go into the cemetery. People... Um, he explained that it's really quiet there. And Heads cold. to cemetery and cold and because dread. you can walk in there and get in the shade. All right. Um, what do you guys think? Do you guys think that this is some place haunted?
1: Yeah, exactly. Right.
0: Rich people are creepy. Rich people are creepy. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
1: exactly. All right.
0: All right. Now we're gonna go overall. Rebecca, what would your overall rating be for Graceland Cemetery?
1: Okay, so my overall rating would be a seven. I'm going to average it out a little bit. I'm going to go seven. How how about for you? What would your average be? Yeah, I'm going to
0: actually average it out myself too, and I'm going to average it to be a zero because they're all zeros. (laughs) That's just how that math works. Um, Uh,
1: uh That's how math works?
0: So what do you guys think? Do you guys think Graceland Cemetery is haunted?
1: <laughs> oh, sorry I went too far. All right,
0: I'd say maybe a third of the people clapped for that, and I'm being honest, that a third of a thousand people, so right.
1: how, how many of you think that it is not haunted? Also, Thank you quarter, guys. Thank you guys. Quarter of I will send people. checks
0: in the mail, I promise
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, so I want to thank you so much for coming out to see us. and for the listeners at home, I want to thank you so much for listening. Um, I love Graceland Cemetery. It's it's beautiful. If you ever get a chance to go there, you should. Um, Please tell other people about us, too. We would love to have more listeners. Word of mouth is our best form of advertisement. And um, the whole month of October, which this episode will be coming out in October, will be... um, spooky cemeteries
1: haunted cemeteries yeah and we do an
0: episode every single week in october so we're gonna be totally dead in november i would say we might be ghosts (laughs) in november um but yeah i want to thank you so much i want to thank blue um blue box thank you guys so much
1: if you are in elgin go visit the blue box cafe um and thank you to the elgin fringe festival for having us
0: And until next time, stay ghostly. Bye.